man, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> I didn't realize the intro was going to be that long. I mean, we're almost five and a half minutes in. A couple minutes of video up front and then a couple minutes of the video that I made while I was out of town. We'll talk about that. Welcome to the show, folks, guys, gentlemen, girls, ladies. It's things, um, trans men, trans women, ants. Uh, still have some ants going on in here, by the way, but uh, we'll maybe get into that a little bit. Uh, whatever animal you are, you know, the wind, the sun, everybody, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Uh, you saw up front there in the screenshot, I'm drinking a Pellegrino today. I'm still not uh, still not back on the sauce yet. I got into some Pellegrino, you know, some natural spring water. Uh, normally, I get my spring water from a place called God's... Um, God's Acres up near where the hell is that um, not Blacksburg that's where I was for this trip I'm going to tell you about it uh, up near Barnwell fuck I don't know it's up it's up state somewhere it's past St. George it's up near uh, Denmark Sweden yes those are places actually in South Carolina I'll pour this Pellegrino in here what I've been doing is I've been uh, putting a little bit of lime juice in with it, but right now I'm just drinking it straight. Uh, fantastic if you haven't had it before. I was never a fan of uh, sparkling waters. or uh, It's not really a seltzer. I learned some stuff today, actually, that it's not a seltzer. It's actually a, a mineral water. This particular one, they actually infuse uh, CO2 into it, so it's not naturally... Um, doesn't naturally contain CO2. I, th I think like Perrier has naturally occurring CO2. Um, it comes from France. Uh, the Pellegrino actually comes from Italy uh, from like 1896 or something. It's been around for a long time. Perrier actually been around a tad bit longer, both of them from the 1800s. But they're both uh, mineral waters. You know, the, the rain and the snow comes down into the mountains. It filters for 25 or 30 years through all this... Uh, sediment and sand and rock and clay and all these things and picks up the minerals and stuff on its way through comes out into the springs and then people collect it and they bottle it uh, like i said the, the the perrier gets some naturally occurring which i think occurs a lot through lava rock and stuff is what i'm what i understand pellegrino actually adds the the co2 into it so they're both sparkling waters uh, different than seltzer. Seltzer does not contain any minerals. It is something that the Americas came up with uh, back in the, I don't remember when it was, 30s, 40s, back during Prohibition, whatever. They started uh, messing around with seltzers. They they told people that the minerals weren't good for you. Um, overseas, they, uh, in Europe, uh, you know, they tell you that the minerals are absolutely good for you. And we now know that they are good for you. Uh, they actually made spas out there, so you actually could swim in the mineral water and you could actually drink the mineral water. I don't know if it's the same water or not. Probably not. They probably had separate <laughs> separate areas for the spas and for the drinking water. So um, I'm doing this fast. We'll get into all that. But uh, normally during a fast, I, I add some electrolytes to my flat water, and I decided, you know what, let me try some... Um, some sparkling water again. I've, I've tried it in the past. I wasn't a fan of it and decided let's give it a try. All the research I did said Pellegrino was probably one of the best ones out there. It's not nearly as, as bubbly or carbonated as, as the Perrier. And I would have to agree because I think the, the first 
contact I had with sparkling water was Perrier, and I was, ooh, man, I was not a fan whatsoever. And uh, the Pellegrino is fantastic. A little bit of lime in there. I'm getting a little bit more potassium, some citric, um, some uh, some vitamin C, those type things. So all the minerals in there. I could pull it up. Matter of fact, I might I might pull it up and see what the uh, Pellegrino says here on the Googles on the Google searches. Uh, Pellegrino. I think I wanted to go to the Wikipedia, so we'll pull it up here real quick, guys. So, uh, founded during uh, in 1899, based out of Milan, Italy. Mineral water is produced in San Pellegrino term. I guess that's how you say it. The water may originate from a layer of rock 400 meters or 1300 feet below the surface where it is mineralized from contact with limestone and volcanic rocks. Blah, blah, blah. It's been produced for over 620 years. In 1395, the town borders of Pellegrino were John. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci was said to have visited the, the town. Said that it was miraculous water. Analysis show that the water is strikingly similar to the samples taken from 1782, even today. So that's cool. Um, here's what I was talking about. So the country is Italy. Let's see if I can bring this. Nope, didn't want to do that. Let's see if I can expand this a little bit. Bring it into focus. 124 years ago, sparkling tonic water. Uh, the pH at the source is actually 7.6. Uh, once it's bottled and sold, it's 5.7, so it has an acidic uh, property to it versus a alkaline. Uh, there's your calcium, chloride, bicarbonate, fluoride, lithium, magnesium, nitrate, potassium, silica, sodium, strontium, sulfate. So it's got a little bit of everything in there, guys, and this is all in milligrams. I'm not going to read all this stuff to you. If you're watching, you'll see it. If you're not, Look it up on Wikipedia, you know. I'm not going to do all the research for you guys. <laughs> look it up. Look it up for yourself and check it out. See if there's something you want to get into. So I figured instead of adding the electrolyte powder this time during my fast, I'll just um, I'll go in and uh, just drink some naturally mineralized uh, sparkling water, you know. What else is going on, guys? When I first started, I, I had my other phone hooked up, my 6S Plus. I'm giving my iPhone 10 to my uncle. I think I may have talked about that before. So I'm using my 6S Plus. It wasn't cooperating today. Um, I think it needs an update. Um, it's wiped clean. It's got plenty of memory, so I don't know what the problem is. But I was getting a lot of um, a lot of lag in it, some uh, some pausing things like that. So I switched over to my regular phone, my 12 um, Pro Plus which has all my notes on it. So my notes are over there on the phone. I, normally I will send them to um, the MacBook Pro over here, but I did not. So I'm just going off the top of my head here. Right up front, let's go ahead and get into that. That was a song called Wu Wei by, oh, you know what? Um, <laughs> I did my search on that same page. So that was Wu Wei by, 
Aero Gee. He's a, a new rapper, I guess. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of followers on here. His website or his YouTube, 279 subscribers. He's got more than me, so what the hell am I talking about, right? But this was a song that he did called Wu Wei, and it's featuring another guy, Spiritual Tony. Um, that was a visualizer, of course. That's not an official uh, video of sorts, but I thought it fit. I just did a search for Wu Wei music, and out comes this song about Wu Wei. So we're going to talk about it. Um, let's do some housekeeping here. Let's throw some things up here. I'm your host, by the way, Brian Dales, if you didn't know that. Host of Craft Conversations. Been doing this for a few years, about 2018. I started with a friend of mine, Caleb Choir, Choiree, sometimes people call him. And we kind of uh, parted ways back after about 23 or so shows. And um, I bought the logo and the, and the rights to the show from him because he created the logos and continued to do the show. So here we are at episode 208, I believe is what this show is going to be. I'm not positive. 207, 208. I named it the Wu Wei episode, so that's why we did the Wu Wei up front. Give those guys credit for that video. And who's the other guy? Uh, Spiritual Tony. Fantastic, both of these guys. Uh, Spiritual Tony has 26.2 thousand subscribers. So uh, I think, you know, Gee probably brought that dude in for some notoriety and they did a great job on a song i thought it was fantastic and what is Wu Wei? you might ask let's take this off here Wu Wei, as it states right here is rather than non-action it means effortless action it means being a person in difficult situations it means being at peace in difficult situations so that you can act with mindfulness. I can't read it. Can you guys read it? I don't have my glasses on. It's super small on the screen. I had it up originally on uh, other screen. God damn it. Let me bring it up. I'm way out of sorts because I had to switch phones here, guys. Let's go into images. See if I can bring it up a little bit bigger for everybody here. But uh, Where's the one I'm using? Here we go. So Wu Wei, rather than non-action, it means effortless action. It means being at peace in difficult situations so that one can act with maximum skills and efficiency. In English, we refer to this state as being in the zone. So, you know, when people talk about, hey, that guy's in the zone, man, look at him. He's flowing naturally. He's, uh, looks like he's not even uh, trying type things. That's in the zone. That's being in the flow. That's the flow state. Wu Wei. So it's not actually doing nothing. It's the act of um, effortlessness. Act, effortlessness action is what it is. Uh, I'm a big believer in it. I've been a big fan of Bruce Lee. I mean, obviously, you can see the, the gentleman here behind me. Um, I've got uh, tons of garb and gear, and I've had all the magazines over the years. I fell in love with him. You know, I was born in 1972. He passed away in 1973. This is actually his uh, 50th anniversary of his death. Uh, was last month in July. Um, I've even got a. This is going to mess up the mic a little bit, but I've even got, um, you know, the tattoo of his original logo for his um, original um, Jeet Kune Do or not Jeet, His original original Kung Fu school. God, I can't talk today. 
his original Kung Fu school in Seattle, Washington. Uh, so I've got that symbol there. And the symbol basically has, uh, you know, Chinese writing around the outside of it, uh, meaning using no way as way and having no limitation as limitation. So basically you're not using a way. I mean, there's no style that you're using. You know, I'm not going to go out there and fight somebody and say, okay, I'm going to use karate on this guy, or I'm going to use taekwondo on this guy, or I'm going to use jujitsu on this guy. It's um, using no way as your way. So you're not going in with any preconceived notions of what you're going to do, no preconceived styles. You're going in and just flowing with uh, whatever comes at you. So his action produces a non-action from you. It just flows. It's just a state of um, being in the zone. And you're just going to use whatever style comes to mind naturally without thinking about it. So it's pretty much fighting without fighting is what he just said in the, the movie that I just watched. I just went to the theater this past Wednesday and I saw Enter the Dragon. They re-released that for two days only for the 50th anniversary of his death. So that was fantastic. I grew up watching that movie. I've seen it probably a hundred times and I've never gotten to see it in the movie theaters because of course I was uh, one year old, you know, when the movie came out because it came out the same year of his death. He didn't even get to see the premiere of it. As a matter of fact, he died before it even premiered in the theater. So excellent movie. If you've never seen it before, you know, it's a little dated, but it still works. I think I'm a little biased, but if you want to get an idea of uh, some Taoism and, uh, and the Tao and Wu Wei, just kind of watch his movie, Enter the Dragon. You'll see a lot of that philosophy infused, infused in there. You know, he was big into Taoism, Buddhism, Confucianism. Um, a lot of other philosophers, he was very well read and uh, kind of pieced a lot of this knowledge together and created his own kind of philosophy in, in martial art, which he didn't even want to call it a martial art because he was, uh, again, trying to get away from styles and being locked into a certain thing, uh, whether it be Taoism or Buddhism or Christianity or being locked into anything, as a matter of fact. But he created this style, Jeet Kune Do. And uh, yeah, we just go from there. So that kind of ties into everything I've been doing. Uh, last time we spoke, I told you I was going to be going and doing some traveling. So I did that. I went up to a place called Kings Mountain up in Blacksburg, South Carolina, up near Clover area, right on the border of North Carolina, South Carolina. As a matter of fact, at the park during on one of the trails, one of the hikes that Cutie Pie and I did, because she went with me, we actually crossed over the border into North Carolina to go see a living farm over there um, and also see a Revolutionary War Park, uh, National Park. So all that was in that video that I put up front. Um, you, you may have seen that montage I did already because I, I produced that while we were out there at Kings Mountain. I put it out on the YouTubes and I put it on Instagram and my Facebook as a matter of fact. So I think if, if you follow me at all, you've probably already seen that, but I figured I'd include it in this one as well. Might have been a little too much up front, but so yeah, we went up there. We we hiked um, uh, every day. We were up there. We stayed up there. I think three nights. Kings Mountain was fantastic when we got there. Super packed, busy. It's the weekend, uh, one of the, the last weekends before people start school and had to start getting ready for school again. So again, a lot of kids. Same thing as with the Myrtle Beach trip that I did which was fine. It wasn't nearly as bad or, or crowded and chaotic as uh, Myrtle Beach. But, you know, you just go with the flow, right? That's what we're talking about here. Wu Wei, effortless living, you know, 
So we went up there. We had a fantastic campsite. We actually parked. I won't say it was fantastic, but you know, you live with it. You do what you got to do. Actually, had a hickory tree that was growing throughout the entire park. You know, a lot of pine trees, hickory trees. That's what kind of grows around here. Oak trees, big hickory tree that had branches coming out over the top of the trailer. So the entire weekend, hickory nuts. You know, the size of walnuts. Boom, falling down on the top of the trailer. It's a metal roof with a rubber. Um, a rubber casing over the top of it so every time you hit those hickory nuts on the top of the roof it was just a bang 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 and cutie hated it it sounded like uh you know a lightning strike or thunder hitting the the top of the roof every time it hit really scared you luckily we had the ac on so the ac provided a lot of uh, white noise to kind of drown some of that some of that chaotic noise out so it kind of canceled each other out a little bit went a couple nights trying to go without the AC and just drawing the air through the windows because it was, you know, in the low 70s, it was nice weather. But um, without the AC going, it was it was very noisy. So usually end up turning at least the fan back on, if not the AC itself. But I'm drinking out of my, uh, my Boonshine uh, mug here, by the way. Brewing Company up in Boone, North Carolina. If you, if you notice my hat here, Appalachian Mountain Brewing Company. This is also in Boone, North North Carolina. Why is that important? Well, it's important because I'm going up to Boone, North Carolina. Oh, well, let's go back, Bill. Let's go back. I'm all over the place. Let's go back. So, Kings Mountain. We we hiked the trail up to this uh, living farm you saw in the montage there in, in the in the intro. Uh, a couple horses. There was a mule. Uh, there was supposed to be a donkey, or I think that was the donkey. There was supposed to be a mule. I didn't see the mule. Uh, four different horses that we saw. It's supposed to be a reminiscent of an 1800s-style farm, uh, still a working farm. There was no people there the day I went, so I think they were uh, doing other things. There's a house right there, a private residence. So I think they were probably in the house or out and about working, doing other jobs, what have you. But we uh, perused, you know, toward the, the farm ourselves. Didn't get to go into any, any of the buildings. They were all locked up. But uh, they still do some steel work out there, you know, like blacks, uh, blacksmith type stuff. Uh, they still do uh, some, some cotton. Uh, the farm there, I'm not sure exactly what they're farming, but they've got horses, they got hay, all these different things. It was fantastic, man. The weather was perfect. It was a little hot, but what are you going to do? That's the weather, right? I mean, I can't change the weather. So you just flow with it. That's again why we're we're talking about Wu Wei here. Um, you know, you accept the things that you cannot change, kind of like the Serenity Prayer in in Christianity, right? Or Catholicism. I don't know where that originates. I think it's just in Christianity in general. Uh, we went the next day to the, or, or I went by myself because Cutie couldn't come into the into the museum there at the. Revolutionary Park, Revolutionary War Park. So I went by myself, did a nice uh, two and a half, three mile, three mile walk around the uh, perimeter. They had a bunch of uh, landmarks set up and some gravestones and some some markers, you know, kind of telling you a little bit about the war and, and what happened there on Kings Mountain. So that was interesting. If you if you get a chance, Google that, uh, look it up, uh, Kings Mountain Revolutionary War. You'll get some very Interesting information about uh, a key turning port turning point in the war right here in South and North Carolina 
left there on uh, Sunday, and again, Cutie couldn't go with me because I was going to uh, the Vien Quang uh, Buddhist Monastery, a Vietnamese Buddhist Monastery in the upstate there in Clover, South Carolina. No pets were allowed, so I went up there. I was the only one there that day besides the monks themselves and, and a couple nuns. Oh, man, fantastic visit. One of the few, uh, one of the biggest in South Carolina, but one of the few Buddhist monasteries here in the state of South Carolina as well. Absolutely beautiful. We actually had a rainstorm that Saturday night, so there was a lot of debris that one of the monks was out there trying to clean up as I entered. They opened up at 10 on, on Sundays. I got there about 10.30, and uh, he was out there with uh, lawnmower, blowers, weed eaters, you know, all the stuff trying to trying to clean all the debris up that had fallen down on all the walking paths and around all the monuments and the Buddhas and things like that. So he was out there trying to clean up. I got there early. Man, it was another hot day that day, sweating my booty off. I, I wore my Bruce Lee shirt with the uh, Jun Fan Gung Fu symbol, the Jeet Kune Do symbol actually on the front of it. Same thing I have on my chest. Uh, I have my Bruce Lee B Water. No, I didn't have a hat on as a matter of fact because one of the etiquettes of, of visiting the monastery is, is no headwear, uh, no shorts. So I had pants on. Um, you know, conservative. You want to be conservative. And uh, no open-toed shoes. So I had my, my Bruce Lee um, Feiju, Feiju, can't remember how you said that name, but it's a type of shoe that's worn by the Shaolin monks. This is actually a, a commemorative version with Bruce Lee on it and his uh, core symbol again on there. So did that. I went and visited pretty much all the Buddhas and uh, made some personal offerings to the Buddha myself with some incense and uh, some prayer and, and some, you know, some bowing, um, just honoring the Buddha while I was there. On my, uh, I went to the monastery itself, to the temple. They had just started the chanting and, and some of the prayer there, so I didn't want to enter the monastery and interrupt them while they were doing that, so I just kind of looked through the window and saw they were uh, in motion, so I decided not to go in the temple. I'll go back and actually go in and and um, do that with them. I would like to, to do the chant in the, in, the, in the prayer with them eventually, so I'll go back up. Uh, probably when it's a little bit cooler, maybe sometime in September. So I did all that. I was leaving, and as I was leaving, I was going to leave a donation in the the main entrance uh, Buddha area there. Uh, you saw it in the in the montage at the front if you're watching the video. So as I was going out, I stopped the truck and I got out and had the money in my hand. I was going to put it in the donation slot there at the Buddha. And uh, the guy, the, the monk there that was doing the grounds cleaning, came up and said, Hey, how are you? Uh, nice to see you. Um, how did you find out about, you know, our monastery? And I told him, I said, I just did a Google search of Buddhist monasteries near me. And this came up and it said it was fantastic and that it was only open on the weekends. And I think some people even said it's, it's only open on Sundays. So I wasn't sure if it was Saturday or Sunday, but most people stated that Sunday was a definite. So... They actually closed for a little bit during uh, the COVID times, the heavy COVID times. But uh, yeah, I told him I just searched it and I, I found it and it sounded fantastic. I've been wanting to get up here forever and ever and ever. Um, I told him I had actually uh, messaged on Facebook and on 
Instagram and over email and I had called and left a voice message and had asked many times, you know, were you open and are pets allowed? So never got any response back from anybody. And I decided just to go check it out myself and luckily they were open. Luckily you were open as I'm talking to this monk. And he asked uh, if I would actually do a gratitude prayer with him to the Buddha. Since I was there and, you know, partaking that with him, he would love to share that with me. And I said, absolutely, 100%, please, let's do that. I, uh, yes, I wanted to do that. You know, that's the whole reason I came was to to, to partake in the traditions and those type things. So he uh, pulled some incense out. Every, every Buddha uh, statue location had a mailbox with incense and lighters in there so you could pay homage to the, to the Buddha and do your prayers and, and what have you. So... He pulled out a couple incense, lit them, handed me one. He had one. Uh, we stepped back with the with the incense, you know, in the <clears throat> in the palmed hands. Um, you're supposed to open a little bit because uh, you know sometimes you what they say is you have a jewel, you know, within your closed hands there, and you put the hands in front of your heart. It's all connected. We did three bows to the Buddha. Uh, we recited the prayer with the prayer hands. I don't remember uh, the, the prayer that we recited. At the end uh, of the prayer, we placed the incense, backed back off, and, and gave three more bows to the Buddha. Fantastic. I almost, almost teared up a little bit just being able to, and asked to participate in that with him and share that with him. So, And for him to, to want to share that with me. Uh, we talked a little bit more. He asked, um, he was inquisitive. I had the canoe that I went down the Mississippi River in on the top of the vehicle, so he was inquisitive. You know, want to know uh, what's to do with the canoe and what are all the stickers on it and what, what does all this mean so I was able to explain all that to him and that was interesting for me and exciting for me to be able to tell my story to this monk that probably has a lot of his own stories and things that he would like to share but uh, I let him get back to work he let me get back on my way and, and I left there I went back into the town of Clover went to a nice little uh, breakfast eatery there cafe had me a nice late breakfast, 11 o'clock-ish or whatever, and a couple eggs, some chicken fried steak, and uh, home fries, uh, had a side of sausage, had some, some nice buttered toast. Oh man, it, it brought me back to some memories of uh, when I was married to my ex-wife. And we used to go to a small town here in South Carolina called Lakeview. That's where her parents lived and they had a lot of these small town um, kind of cafes, you know, that we would have lunch and breakfast and all that stuff in all the time every time we visited, so kind of brought back some memories there. I don't know, it's it just a good trip all the way around. Uh, came back and, uh, like I said, saw the Into the Dragon movie, so it all kind of fit into the same theme of the Wu Wei and, and this whole enlightenment, and I'm kind of getting back into a lot of this um, philosophy that I've, I've, I haven't neglected it, but I haven't really been following it and paying attention to the universe and the world and, and the way things have been happening. I've been causing some resistance in, in, in the ways of the the world and not letting things flow naturally. And uh, hence, you know, I don't know, some of the, maybe some of the troubles that, that I've had over the past couple of years with, with the DUI and things like that. So speaking of that, man, I tell you what, my parents, you know, I'm still parked here. When I when I come back into town, this is my home base to park and and plug in. Still parked in my parents. My parents 
both their neighbors on either side are, are taken off. They, they just sold their houses. They're leaving. One just left yesterday, as a matter of fact. I mean, literally yesterday. The other one is, is leaving this coming week, I believe. But the one next door, the people that just moved in, I think the guy is either still military, 26 years in the military. My dad was trying to tell me. He's already talked to him. Guy hadn't even, you know, got unpacked yet, and he's already over there. <laughs> but uh, 26 years either in the military or he's still in the military, Air Force. Uh, found out the guy has a, an Asian wife or Japanese wife. And I'm already smelling. I think they're over there cooking some Japanese food. I can already smell it. So hopefully that's going to be a benefit to me. To get some, some nice Japanese cooking from these guys. Um, <clears throat> what was I saying? So came back. Plugged in. I'm trying to, to delve back into a little bit more of this uh, philosophy and knowledge. And do a little bit more education. And, and try and just you know, get back into a better... A better state of mind, a better flow, do more meditation. I'm trying to even be more quiet, uh, quiet in person, quiet online. Um, I don't know, just trying to, to, I could be a monk already, guys. Let's, let, let me be honest. I mean, I've been celibate for almost four years now. Um, I have very little attachments. You know, I sold my house and all my possessions back in 2020, hit the road uh, with the travel trailer life, life on the road, a nomad type style lifestyle. So I don't have a lot of attachments anyway. I mean, I, I would say my main attachments right now would be would be my dog, uh, maybe this podcast, um, and all the electronics to go along with it, and probably my hair, guys. I've thought numerous times, about doing like the, the monks do, the Shaolin monks, the Buddhist monks, whichever monks you want to talk about, you know, they shave their hair as one of the offerings to to the Buddha or just to Taoism, to the universe, whatever, to get rid of, you know, your hair as an attachment. It's something that you maintain. It's something that you try and make look good in the morning because you're, you're trying to, to please other people, maybe even please yourself with it. But it's an attachment. I've thought about shaving the head just for the heck of it, just to to get rid of that attachment and not have to deal with it every day for a little bit. So I don't know, just trying to get back into doing more nothing. And what that means is not doing nothing. It just means doing stuff um, effortlessly and not uh, putting a lot of thought into it. And it's kind of hard to explain, guys. You have to go, it's just a natural order of the universe. I mean, you don't see a tree out there stressing about uh, his kids starting school or stressing about uh, somebody going to like the, the dress that I'm wearing or the pants that I have or so-and-so going to like the, the haircut or the makeup job that I did on my face. Um, a tree doesn't worry about that. The ocean doesn't worry about that. The water doesn't worry about that. The streams, the, the plants, the birds, you know, they just naturally do what they were put on this in this universe to do. And they do it without effort, you know, with effortless action so they're they're acting they're going out and doing these things during the day but they're not like us they're not like human beings they're not thinking about it they're not stressing about it they're not putting uh, resistance against it it just happens naturally like let's think about a a water you know going down the stream it runs into a rock it just goes around that rock it runs into a cliff 
it just says, okay, I'm just going to go down the cliff. And it just continues on along the path that the, that the earth makes for it uh, without resistance. It doesn't say, oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to stay up against this rock and, and just I'm going to push this rock out of my way. I'm not letting it bind me. No, it just says, you know what, there's a rock. I'm going to go around it. And then on the other hand, you know, the rock or a pebble in, in the river, the same thing. It's coming down. The, the, the rock or the pebble doesn't try and resist it and try and push it and say, no, water, you're not coming this way. Um, I'm not doing that. Man does that, right? We'll put a dam up to try and stop the flow of that water. It finds its way through, uh, whether it be a trickle or what. But, uh, you know, that rock or that pebble doesn't try and resist it. It provides a way for the water just to go around it. And that's just a natural order of the universe, the natural order of the way things work. Uh, without resistance, things just flow. Uh, and that's one of the, the key um, takeaways that people get from Bruce Lee. You know, he had that famous line, uh, be water, be like water. You know, water, you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put water into a tea, teapot, it becomes the teapot. Uh, water is formless, shapeless. Uh, water can crash or it can flow. Be water, my friend. I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly the way he said it, but basically just saying, you know, live your life like water lives its life. It just adapts to whatever situation it's in, whether it be a river, whether going out into the sea, whether it being in a bottle, whether I put it into this cup. It just adapts. It doesn't provide any resistance. It just goes with the flow. Literally. Right. So that's Wu Wei. That's the way you should live. And I think we would all have a little more happiness in our life. We would uh, and provide more happiness for others if we just went with the flow of life as it comes. Um, I'm on craft. I'm on uh, craft conversations on Instagram. By the way, if you want to find me there on Instagram, you might have seen this on Instagram. If you only watch me on YouTube, go there. I'm also I do some stuff on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I don't have a I don't have a website. Um, tell a friend about me, man. If, you, if you're out there and you enjoy the, the, the content that you get, you get any information, you like it, please tell a friend. Have them subscribe, like the podcast, whatever. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook. I would appreciate it. Um, I don't monetize this thing. I'm not making anything off of it, so you're not helping me um, in my pocketbook at all. You're just helping, you know, spread the word. Maybe I benefit you. Maybe this Wu Wei podcast gets you thinking about your own life and maybe helps you start thinking about it and start getting into a little bit more philosophy or getting back into your religion or um, letting go of some attachments or becoming a minimalist or selling your stuff and getting on the road and living a life less traveled, more traveled. I don't know. Tell people about it if you want to. Uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> like I said, I don't know. And by the way, thank you for watching if you're watching or listening to this. Not only can you find this here on YouTube, if you're watching me, you can see it on Podbean, or listen to it on Podbean, Spotify, um, Apple, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever it's called now, Apple Podcasts, I don't know, Google Play. Uh, you can find it pretty much on any of the podcast platforms. So I'd appreciate if you would uh, you know, like, leave a comment, subscribe, share it with a friend, share it with an enemy. I don't care. Let everybody partake in it. What else we got here? Uh, we talked about Boone. So, talked about Boonshine Brewing Company, Alaska Mountain Brewing Company, A&B. 
I am hitting the road for Labor Day weekend. It's actually my birthday weekend. I am hitting the road and going up to Boone, North Carolina. I'll be up there for about five nights, four days, I guess, or five days, six nights. I'm not sure exactly when it is, but my plan, I finally came up with a new plan. I said, man, I'm going to go up to Boone, and once I leave Boone, I'm just going to keep going. I was going to go up to Fredericksburg, uh, Virginia, which was about halfway in between Boone and Brooklyn, New York. I was going to maybe make one more stop before going into Brooklyn. I was going to be going through Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Washington, D.C., up through New Jersey. And I was going to go into New York and see my son Alec for the first time finally in Brooklyn. And uh, who knows what I was going to do after that. I had the entire month, I thought, of September to just do what I wanted to do before I had to be back here again, what I thought, in October uh, for a class that I have to take. I have to take class for four weeks, every Saturday, four hours a day, for four Saturdays in a row. Well, I got a notice in the mail yesterday that that class is actually going to start on September 9th. It's going to be on the 9th, the 16th, the 23rd, I think, and the 30th. So four different Saturdays, taking up the entire month of September. So I'm not leaving Boone until the 5th of September. That doesn't give me time enough to get up to Brooklyn and back to start this class on September 9th. So it kind of put a wrench in the plans. Not really. I'm going with the flow, right? I'm not going to resist it. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to sit there at night thinking about it saying, oh, why, why me? Why did this happen to me? Why did my plans, you know, why did the universe mess up my plans? No, the universe didn't mess up my plans. I did something that caused an action um, in the past, three years ago and two years ago, and now it's caught up, and now there's an action that was caused by that action. It's just all the natural flow of the universe. And what am I going to do about it? Am I going to cry about it? Am I going to curse about it? Am I going to um, complain about it? No. What I'm going to do is reschedule and just make new plans. You know, Now I've got this class I go to. I'm going to the class. I'll get through with that when I'm done. Now I can do the thing I was going to do. It's now going to take place in October. It's going to be a little bit more challenging because the weather is going to be different. And uh, hopefully, it, I'm not even going to say that. You know, I was going to say, hopefully that's not going to screw things up. Why even think about that? Why even go into that future nonsense of resistance? Just go with the flow. All I can deal with is what's going on today. And to, as of today, my plan is to uh, make that trip in October. And if things don't flow correctly when October comes, I'll readjust. We'll go with the flow. We'll stay in the zone. Wu Wei. So that's what's going to happen. October is going to be my plan now to go and do that trip. And I think I'm going to extend it now that I have a little bit more time. I should. Uh, my kids are actually coming for Thanksgiving to here to South Carolina to visit their grandparents. My parents, obviously. And um, they're going to be here on the 19th of November, stay through Thanksgiving. So I've got pretty much at this point in time, I've got from October 1st all the way until about the 18th of November to, to get out and about and get back. Hopefully not hit any uh, snowstorms that cause any disruption. In the flow but 
if that happens, I'll readjust and, and I'll make room for that as well. My trailer is not really made for sub-zero temperature. It's not really winterized for that type of stuff at the moment. I, I should have done it this summer, but I did not. So that'll be the plan to get up through Virginia, Maryland, D.C., maybe even into West Virginia. I'm trying to mark all these off of my trail, travel trailer map because I've got a map of 18 or 19 different states I've been through so far on the travel trailer. I, I mark them off as I go. But I've also been through 30 plus of the 50 states. So I'm trying to mark off all the states as well. So I can say I've visited all 50 states and eventually I want to do all 50 states in the travel trailer. It's going to be time to kind of tough to, to knock off Hawaii unless I take a ferry out there, which is quite possible, you know, just to, just to say I did it. So that's the plan, and then uh, I'll get back into town. I'll spend uh, Thanksgiving here with, the, with my parents and the kids all in one happy place. Both my brothers are here. We'll have a good uh, my two nieces. We'll have a big uh, get-together. Maybe my aunt will even come, and my uncle will come, and we'll just have the biggest grandest thanksgiving of all in quite some time um usually as of late it's been at my brother my younger brother kevin's house so maybe that's still going to be the plan we'll find out a little early but i might go ahead and email them and say hey look the kids are coming in what what's the plan going to be so we can go ahead and start pre-planning and you know how that goes right the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry because what happens the universe i mean things just flow and you flow around it you know as an obstacle comes into place you go around it you adapt you change you overcome change is the only constant all these things man i'm just getting all philosophical today but it is the Wu way episode i want you guys to go in and look at it you'll see uh Taoism. you'll see the Tao uh, spelled two different ways once with a t and once with a, a d t is the actual spelling of it t-a-o ISM, Taoism, the T is pronounced like a D. Um, so we have changed it, or, or people have changed it to, to be spelled with a D, so there's no confusion, but it's actually spelled with a T. But it's Taoism, it's the Tao. Uh, the Tao de Ching is actually spelled with a T, even though it's pronounced Tao de, Tao de Ching, as a matter of fact. So do yourself a favor and look into it. You know, I, I, I've looked in, I've done religious studies. I've looked into Christianity. I've done some study of Islam uh, when I spent some time in the Middle East, uh, Iraq, Kuwait, Bahrain, uh, Qatar, Qatar, however you want to say it, um, Jordan, all these places. I've done some study of Islam. I've done some study of Christianity. I've done, I, I was Baptist. Uh, my parents are Episcopalian. I've been baptized, I've been saved, I've uh, studied Taoism, uh, I'm uh, currently delving real heavily into Buddhism because, you know, I'm, I'm getting into these Buddhist monks and I went to the Buddhist monastery, so I'm, I'm doing a lot of uh, education on that, saying uh, a lot. Uh, Confucianism, you know, plays into that whole thing. So there's a lot of different things. Buddhism actually comes out of India. You know, a lot of people will think that it's a that it's actually a Chinese thing, or it's um, Korean, or Vietnamese, but actually it comes out of India from the stuff that I've been reading. So don't sell yourself short, you know. These all kind of, in, in a lot of ways, they all meld together. They're all similar in their philosophies. They're all similar in, 
you know, do unto others as you sh would have them do unto you. Go with the flow of the universe. Don't sweat the small things. Don't sweat the things that you cannot control. It's all about flow and um, just going with the least resistance throughout life and accepting change because change is going to happen. I don't know. That's really all I got. I just want to do a quick show, kind of give you an update on the Kings Mountain, tell you about the trips I've got coming up here to Boone, speak a little bit about Wu Wei and some, some philosophy. That's about it. Probably my next show. As a matter of fact, I took a picture of it. Here we go. Uh, we'll take this off so you can see it. Episode 33, if you want to go back and, and take a listen to one of my early episodes. This was shortly after Caleb and I split, um, parted ways. You know, we had some creative differences. I've talked about it. You can go back and look at previous podcasts. I've talked extensively about some of the problems that we had and conflicts and, and differences that we had. But if you go back and look at episode 33, that was pretty much the first episode where I finally figured out how to do video for this podcast again. Because when Caleb left, uh, number one, I had to figure out how to do audio and how to get that uploaded to all the, all the platforms to get, get it uploaded to Podbean so it would push out to all the other networks as far as uh, audio goes. And then my biggest learning curve was I had to figure out how to put the, the video together and piece this whole show into one, add the audio and the video together, splice it, put all the intros, outros, some animation, those type things. It took me forever. I mean, that was episode 33. Like I said, I think we, we stopped doing shows together on episode 23, maybe 25. I can't remember, 26. So it took me quite a few episodes to try and get the video thing worked out. And that Boone episode, episode 33, I think you'll like it, was one of the last times I was up in Boone, as a matter of fact. And then it was the first time that I kind of got the video to work. And I did it there in the hotel at the Hampton Inn there in Boone. It was a very interesting episode, I thought. I thought it was fun. And it was a, a nice angle. It was a different different view, you know, doing it from a hotel. So it was kind of cool. One of the first ones I did by myself on the road without Caleb and, and learned all these things myself. And, and a lot of people said I couldn't do it. Caleb himself said I couldn't do it. And I did it, guys. Here we are. We're at episode 208, I believe. So go back and check that one out. Episode 33. I think you'll enjoy it. And check out, you know, just scroll through and look at the names. The names that I put, you know, the episode names that I put on there pretty much denote what I'm going to talk about during those shows loosely. So uh, scroll through and just if you see a topic that you think you might like, take a listen. Share it with your friends. If you gain anything from it, leave a comment. Let me know. All right, guys, I'm out of here. It's a little hot out here in the trailer. I got my uh, little miniature fan. Uh, right here blowing on me. I didn't have the AC on because it makes just too much damn noise. I do have the exhaust fan, the new one that I just installed in the bathroom. It's pulling some, some air into the windows, through the windows. So it's, it's not horrible out here, but it's time to wrap this thing up. We're 52 minutes in. I love you guys. As always, um, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and just go with the flow. Woo way. Talk to you soon, guys. Probably the next time will be from Boone. Love you guys. Peace.